Welcome to Tech London, a show featuring interviews with London's top creative entrepreneurs, startups, investors, design agencies, internet marketers, and freelancers that make up the Tech London online community, which mostly lives on the Slack instant messaging platform. We rotate through both hosts and guests for these interviews, so you have the chance to hear from multiple perspectives on London's tech scene. Okay, welcome to the uh, first of the Tech London interviews. Uh, Jonathan Bailey-Strong here, your host, founder of Tech London, with one of the OGs of uh, the online community with here. Um, today we have Simon Edwards, uh, who's also one of the moderators of the community. Welcome, Simon. Thanks for coming on the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Great to have you on. Um, Simon's also uh, kindly volunteered, agreed to actually also host the show, so you'll be hearing a lot more uh, from him in the future. But for this first episode, I wanted to just sort of uh, delve uh, into a little bit of your backstory. Obviously, you're one of the OGs of Tech London, heavily involved in the startup uh, space, and now you're, you've sort of transitioned to agency side. So can you give us uh, fill us a little bit, bit more on that? Uh, your your background, how you came across Tech London, and oh, I don't actually know. I'm not too sure how I discovered it originally, but yeah, it was it was the very early days when I first came to London with my startup, um, and obviously you're in <clears throat> aggressive growth mode, and, and you don't want to turn down any help from anybody. And serendipity is one of the you know most beneficial forces that you can rely on in such a stage. Um, so I was looking for anything and everything to meet new people, and Tech London was. Uh, it just just popped up out of nowhere. I can't honestly can't actually remember how I discovered it originally. Maybe did I, did I meet you in person or someone? I'm not sure. It would have been something quite uh, intimate like that. Maybe we met at one of the co homes or something. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure which came first. Maybe the co homes or after the tech ones. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I joined right at that stage. Um, pretty much just to meet people, and I, it really helped actually because I needed to find a developer and stuff for my company. And uh, somebody in Tech London was a recruiter and they offered to just let me have someone for free and put me in touch. And that worked really well. So I hired this guy in Portugal for a few months, six months or something. Like that. I can't remember. You know, and it's always sort of been a source of help like that for, for many years. And I, I don't remember how soon after that, maybe a year or soon after um, you were looking for people to help run, administer it. Maybe it was much quicker than that, actually. I think in the early stages, it all happened very quickly. And so, yeah, I then jumped on board to help administer and run the thing with you. And it's been very much the same ever since. We've been a constant uh, overturning of, of new members, some members leaving, some admins joining and leaving. But it's been a pretty constant thing for many years for me now. Absolutely. Yeah, and you've been a massive help uh, on the administrative side and um, you definitely your all your input is massively appreciated by everyone um, and um, you know you've you've kind of had like quite a quite an interesting experience you've seen a lot of different sides of of uh, you know startup life um, you've been through the whole you know founding your own company working for you know working as an employee and now being on the agency side like and also going through an acceleration program isn't that right yeah it is yeah um I had a tech company for a while and pivoted it into a logistics one, did an accelerator, came to London. That's that's obviously where the story I just mentioned began, but I've been in and out of tech hubs and all of these and seen seen accelerators from many different angles. 
um, seeing what they have to offer, and ob obviously sometimes they don't. Sometimes they can they can be very unhelpful for a company. Um, so it's very important to know what stage your startup is at and whether or not an accelerator will help you. But yeah, I've seen the, the London tech scene from many different angles. Um, it's going through a weird stage at the moment, obviously, with uh, the pandemic affecting things like co-working, which was a previously extremely good way to meet people. Just go and sit in a WeWork on a Friday night as everybody starts to tap into the free beers and you definitely meet people. That's that's, that's definitely changed now as well. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think anybody can really make any accurate predictions as to what we're going to see, you know, in Q1, Q2, 2021, sort of and onwards. I think it's going to be a very different world. Um, we'll almost certainly recover in some way, one way or another, definitely. But I don't think, yeah, I don't think you can really make predictions as to what will be successful based on what you've learned up to now. Totally. So prior to the whole pandemic situation, were you in a co-working space before that happened? Or? No. Um, so the company I work for now uh, is headquartered in New York, um, but we have we have well we have people globally so we have a few mini hubs as well they're not huge the whole company is only 100 people or so so we've got offices of you know, 15 20 in a few different places and London one of them so we had us it was a I guess it was like a WeWork but it was we had our own private mini office within it you know we had the shared kitchen facilities and stuff um had a couple of those in the time I was there we've obviously not got that right now because there's just no point in paying for it when it's where everybody's working from home but Having said that, you know, the discussion has begun around looking at my new, so maybe we will move back into a similar situation in the future. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to see how people are, are adapting to having to be fully remote just by, um, just by yeah, necessity, really. Yeah. Um, but it's also interesting to see how, how you can kind of re replicate that online sense of, you know, being around other people and surreptitious uh you know encounters and that sort of thing hopefully you know tech london helps helps people still have some of that uh in a virtual world what other things have you sort of seen uh people you know sort of evolve to in terms of online spaces for catering well it's difficult for me to say because i was already fully set up to be remote anyway the company yeah. as i said is global so we we run on Slack and Google Meet and Google Docs, you know, and, and various asynchronous uh, pieces of software. Um, moving from Sketch to Figma and things that just enables everybody to work asynchronously because we had different time zones. So we were already fully set up for that. The office was great, but it was more of a um, it was a social side, but it was also that side. And I can't remember who named it. I think it may have been Google who noticed that you know sometimes employees would have casual conversations as they passed each other. So they they moved they put, you know a load of additional coffee coffee making spots that weren't actually necessary but they because they caused these conversations which ended up creating you know some ideas and stuff so there's that spur of the moment um, idea creation which is missing that we don't have from the company I think um, and that's what the office provided for me and I think that's going to be something that's going to be very very difficult to simulate because online communication whether it's asynchronously through Slack or it's something like we're doing now on a, on a video call, um, it serves its purpose extremely well, but it's very intentional. You don't really casually sit on them. We've tried it. We've, we've actually set up a few sort of tea break calls that people can join and leave as and when they like, and that works well, reasonably, but pretty much only social people will join 
have a cup of tea with their colleagues for 10 minutes and leave again. You still don't get that kind of random idea generation that you might do if you pass behind the desk of a colleague and saw the, what work they were doing. Um, to be honest, I don't know if that's something that you could ever really truly recreate. Um, I don't know how necessary it is, though. So I'm not sure you can make an argument to the purse string holders saying, oh, we need this because I don't know how profitable those ideas become, you know, yeah. but it's something which I really enjoyed about working in a workspace and why I wouldn't have opted to work from home 100 percent of the time pre-pandemic. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting seeing uh, I think I saw there was like a platform that would have everyone on on a disco floor and then have disco music playing in the background and then you sort of have people were little avatars and then you'd if if you if you move closer to like a little group you could hear what they're saying if you move further away they would they become more fainter yeah it's still not quite the same experience as actually being in a nightclub but you know interesting nonetheless <laughs> yeah cool idea Reminds me of them. Um, what was that one that went around? It was only VCs, VC invites only Clubhouse, I think. That was the, the purpose of it was, yeah, basically audio conversations. Right? And then when people would talk about, presumably, identification stuff, big and all that kind of stuff. I obviously was never in invites. So I don't actually really know, but this is what I've heard. Good. Nice. So, so um, tell me, Simon, you must, um, do you have any like juicy uh, Tech London stories you want to share? Um, any favorite members, any people you want to give a shout out to? Um, the floor is, the floor is yours. Oh, I don't know if I've got any news um, that I can share safely. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. In terms of, in terms of shout outs, obviously there's, well, there's a, there's a few people that contribute an awful lot of value in, in channels that I'm not particularly aware of um i know that we have our very own full stack marketer in marketing but that's a channel which i mean marketing isn't something i've done it out of necessity but it's not something i've ever been particularly good at or interested in mm. so I, i'm not really qualified to talk more about that but i know that there's an awful lot of value there <clears throat> but other than that i think most of the other i mean the ones that i've met in person i think have all been great and um, i remember a few years ago we met phil at a um home slice pizza a few of us all met there. Remember when we were talking about, I think we were having some tech issues and we needed to all get together and work out what was going on. Um, that was it, obviously. Um, Adam is a personal friend of mine as well, but also extremely active in the Slack. Um, we've had many pints of beers together uh, in England and abroad. Um, uh, I've also got to know Gus a lot more over the last year or so because he's sort of come on board and essentially put a lot of... Um, assistance and help into putting together some events, which has been great. I think he's actually given us a little bit of his company's resource, if that makes sense. He's used a little bit of resources at his disposal, um, which has been really great. I don't know if there's anyone else that I particularly want to call out because there's been so many people. Like I've, I've got jobs through Tech London. I've found suppliers, as I mentioned earlier. I've you know put together T-shirts and put a call out for if a designer could do a nice version of the logo and had it done in a day. And then, oh, I needed a printing company and had recommendations. This was good for this, and these were good for that. I think we used icon printing or digi printing. I think well, we've done stickers, T-shirts, all sorts of stuff. You know, and I, I just got the response that I needed. So I don't think it'd be really fair to call out any of them individually. It's just been, it's been endless. So one of the things I do want to point out about Tech London, this is what I find myself telling everybody: is you only get out of it what you put in. 
you know, if you if people come in, oh, I, I posted for this and I didn't get anything. And I was like, well, who, who else? I know this because I mentioned this to friends recently who were looking for jobs or whatever. And I said, you know, well, what, what help have you put into the community? You know, I know that you're a really good um, designer or a really good marketer. You know, you know how to set up really effective campaigns and all that kind of thing. Jump in there, find someone else that you can help. And then inevitably it comes back to you. You know, I'm not saying it ever will or you're guaranteed to. And so when I'm sat in there, I can talk about my startups a little bit or I can talk about product strategy in a lot more detail because that's what I get paid for now. And I do that when I can. Whenever I can, I'll help people with it. So I really do think it's a bit like when you go to networking events. If you go there saying, you know, I'm here to meet these people and get what I can out of it, you're rarely going to get that. Whereas if you say I'm looking to find how I can help people at real world networking events, you know, so I find these people, oh, I think I can help that person. I'll take their card or I'll give them mine. Ultimately, the payback is is far higher. Yeah. Maybe not in the short term, but in the long term it is. And I find Tech London the same as a big conference. You know, you're meeting about with varying levels of familiarity, then trying to help them all should be a lot better. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, definitely about relationship building. Um, and yeah, like you say, you know, the more that you put in, the the more uh, the more you get from it. Um, I think, yeah. yeah, just just by the nature of it being like a, it is an online community, but it's also a one where it's not too hard to meet in person. Um, mm-hmm. which really lends itself well to, yeah, basically building relationship both online and offline. So Well, pre-COVID it did. Uh, yeah, that's now true. things are an awful yeah. lot more difficult. Yeah. yeah, now it's backing itself into an online-only community for the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> awesome. So, um, so, Simon, obviously you're available in the Slack community. Um, mm-hmm. your, your Slack handle is Simon Edwards R, or is it Simon R. Edwards? Exactly that, Simon That's... R. Edwards. Because yeah. Simon Edwards is a common name and everybody has it, so I have to put extra letters in there. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, if if uh, people want to contact you outside of Slack, is there anywhere good they can find you as well? You to... Just drop me an email. Yeah, edwards.simonr at gmail.com. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on, Simon. Really appreciate no worries. It. Thanks a lot, John. You've been listening to The Tech London Show. If you're interested in joining the community or even making an appearance on this show, make sure you join our Slack group over at techlondon.io. Till next time.